Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. What do you do when you don't get the job? That is the topic we are talking about today, and this is a topic I think can feel quite personal because when we put ourselves out there, when we truly show up for ourselves in our interviews, in our resume, in every interaction, and yet we don't get the job, it can feel devastating. And I want to offer some specific steps to help yourself through this period because it does happen and it does not mean anything's gone wrong. And really, if you just remember one thing, let that be it. Not getting the job does not mean anything's gone wrong. And this is so helpful for us to know because while it can feel so disappointing and frustrating as well, we don't have to let it mean we're wrong, they're wrong, something went wrong. We can just let it be part of the experience we had, use it for us, and move on. So today, I will be sharing some specific tips and strategies on how to approach yourself and your career next steps when you don't get the job that you applied for or were wanting. Before we do that, I want to share a work win with you. And this is such a fun one because this is somebody who I only spoke to for a couple minutes and then had transformational results from it. And so let me share what happened. And the reason I'm telling this story to you is because I want you to know that change doesn't have to take years. Sometimes the uh, continual effect in the process takes time, yes, but the initial leap off point can be done in an instant and it can simply happen by the way you approach yourself and the questions that you're asking yourself because when you change the questions you give to yourself, your answers change, your whole demeanor changes and your point of impact in what you see that you can do to help your life forward changes too. So the story I want to share with you is I was at a local event and we were doing some networking. And as a part of that, it was like speed dating, but in a networking sense. And I'd never done this before. So I thought it could be fun to try out. So I'm at this event and what they do is they set a timer for three minutes and you get to connect with the person sitting across from you uh, for three minutes. And so here I am sitting at this table and they start the timer. And the woman across from me just starts by saying, oh my goodness, I'm so nervous. And I look at her and I say, you know what? It's okay. I am a coach that helps people with their work and their way. So yeah, let let me help you. Let, Let me see what's going on. And throughout the three minutes, we proceeded to just talk about how she was feeling. And I asked her questions, questions specifically designed to help her to see 
her own power, to help her to see her own point of impact, to help her to see how she can separate herself from some of the anxiousness that was keeping her stuck in the results of it and stop going down that road and instead redirect in a way that could actually create change. And so at the end of these three minutes together, the bell rings, we exchange information and we, you know, each move on to our next table, our next three minutes. But then I hear from her a few weeks later we meet up for coffee and we're talking just about how things are. And she shares with me and she goes, Lisa, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but those three minutes that we had together made a massive difference for me. I used that conversation as a kickoff point, and she then proceeded to tell me all of the changes that she had been making since her conversation. Changes like reaching out to people, letting herself be heard, letting herself connect with people. She even began some new business ventures for herself using her network and using her connection points that before she had been nervous to do because she was afraid of what could happen, but now was tapped into her own brilliance, her own light, her own power, and was allowing herself to shine, and she was getting results from it. I share this with you so you know that change does not need to take years and years and years. You can make little steps now, and it can begin with just simple questions you ask yourself, how you approach yourself, and the way you help yourself forward. So if you want help with this, you want help getting out of your own head, because sometimes we're so stuck in our own stories, we don't know how to ask ourselves the questions we need to hear to help ourselves forward. And that's why coaching is so powerful. So if you want help with this, join me. I have two different ways we can work together right now. The first is our soul-filled self-confidence group coaching program. This program kicks off in January, but the sooner you start, the sooner you enroll, the more coaching you get. So go ahead, click the link in the show notes and you'll see information on that. And the second way for us to work together is through my one-on-one coaching packages. And these are individualized to you. We dive into your mind. And imagine this person in our three-minute conversation made so much changes. Imagine what could happen for you in six months. Imagine the person that you could become on the other end of it, the person you already are, but perhaps just not have tapped into fully just yet. So for information on that, there's a link in the show notes. And also you can sign up for a free consult call with me where we will dive into you, your mind, what's happening for you and what coaching together can look like for you. All right. That is our work when now back to the conversation at hand. What do you do when you don't get the job? And I first want to start by acknowledging how vulnerable it can be to apply for jobs. And I think this is something that's not often talked about. People see it as transactional and they see it as just business. You apply for a job, you don't get it. You apply for another, you don't get it. And they try to separate their humanity from applying. And that's a lot of what the industry talks about. Oh, don't take it. It's personal. It's just business. And yes, it it doesn't need to be personal. And yet you are taking the time 
to share who you are with another individual, to share your strength, to share what you see, to share how you could help them in that role. You're taking time out of your life and you are showing up as you, speaking up in conversations that might feel quite nerve-wracking and yet showing up anyways for those interviews, in that cover letter, in your follow-up interactions, being you. So while it doesn't need to be personal, it feels personal because we are humans. We are not robots. We are not meant to just be transactional in our interactions. So I want to acknowledge that, yeah, it is you. It is you as a person. So there is a personal attribute to it. It does not mean anything's wrong with you as a person if you don't get the job. But let's at least acknowledge that it can feel personal. And if you're feeling hurt or rejected or disappointed or annoyed or frustrated because you put yourself out there and did not get the result you wanted, did not get the job, got a rejection letter, were told you weren't the right person for it, didn't even hear back maybe, maybe you were just simply Uh, ghosted, never gotten a response at all. If that's you, I want to acknowledge that, hey, it can be hard and it can feel heavy and you don't need to dismiss those emotions and you don't need to try to just tell yourself, oh, it's just fine. It's all right. I'm fine. If you truly don't feel fine. So the first thing I want you to do If this is you, and whether for you it's about a job rejection or perhaps you're in sales and it was a client rejection or perhaps it was dating in a personal situation, this could apply for that too, and you didn't get the follow-up date you were hoping for. If this is you, instead of dismissing how you feel, the very first thing I'd like for you to do is to just acknowledge how you're truly feeling. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't try to turn it into a positive or a plus yet. No, we want you to acknowledge where you're at. And I think this is something the field of psychology acknowledges but doesn't always talk about. And I think what happens is then you get in pop psychology out there, people talking about thinking positive and not letting it bother you and you shouldn't let other people's opinions matter. And These sentiments all sound helpful, and yet when you're truly in the moment of feeling devastated, all that this does is tell you that you're not allowed to feel the way you truly feel, and you can end up layering on more guilt and shame for feeling bad about what happened. So just let yourself feel bad. Let yourself be annoyed. Let yourself be disappointed. Let yourself own your emotional response because whether or not you choose to own it, it's there. It's happened in you. It's it's something that's in your body physically, chemically, showing up energetically for you. It's like if you were to have an injury that happened to you, like some you you fell off the monkey bars. You had a point of impact where your arm hit the hit the soil below you fell off those monkey bars you hit the soil below if you just look at your arm and say oh it's fine this isn't a big deal then you never get the help you got to acknowledge the fact that you have an injury in order to seek support in order to go to the doctor to get the bandages to fix it up then you don't need to be devastated the entire time you're wearing that cast from your injury because that's just going to keep you bogged down 
But if you never acknowledge the injury happened in the first place, then you never get the help that you need from yourself or others. So then you're just in this constant state of denial with a throbbing arm that you're not getting support for and could make it worse in the long run. So I want you to think about that when it comes to rejections from work, from not getting the job that you want or the promotion you were seeking out. Now, you might be listening to this comparison or this example I'm giving about the monkey bars and think, yeah, but in the monkey bar situation, you can literally see the arm is damaged. Is this saying that in an interview setting or a work setting that I'm literally damaged if I don't get the job that I wanted? And I want you to know, I'm not saying you're damaged, like you're damaged goods, like something happened and now you've been wounded. I'm not saying to assume that you've been wounded. I'm asking you to think, okay, I'm reading this rejection letter now, or I haven't heard back, or I just got off the phone with somebody telling me that I didn't get the job. How am I feeling? How am I feeling? Because like when you fall off those monkey bars, you're not going to immediately call the doctor. You're going to stop and say, okay, how am I doing? Oh, well, my arm is throbbing. I'm in immense pain. Okay, great. Let's call the doctor then. Let's do something about it. And so this example really asks you to check in with yourself after you find out about a potential rejection or were literally told you didn't get the job. Check in with yourself. How am I feeling? How am I doing? What's coming up for me? And be real. Be petty. Let yourself be whiny. Let yourself own your reaction because whether or not you own it, it's still going to be there. You got to acknowledge where you're at. Help yourself move through it. We want to see what's going on. We want to feel what's going on. And make sure to do this when you're in a safe space. So if you are in your work environment and were just told by some other company you were applying for, you didn't get the job, you probably don't want to be whining about it in your current work setting. You want to go and be in a safe place. And so I often recommend to my clients when this happens, go for a walk, talk to yourself under your breath to acknowledge how you're feeling because the movement can also help shift the feeling. Movement is a way for us to get tapped into the sensations emotionally, physically that we're having. The movement is a release trigger that helps us to acknowledge what's happening. So go for a walk by yourself. Talk to yourself under your breath. Go for a drive. Go sit in your car in a parking lot, something where you can have some privacy if that's what you're wanting. You can also talk to a trusted confidant. I find my husband is amazing for this. Uh, For you, maybe it's your significant other or others, or maybe it's a friend or friends. Somewhere where it's a trusted, safe space, just letting them know, hey, this is what happened. I just found out I did not get that job. Can I just vent for a moment here? I don't need you to tell me it's okay. I don't need you to problem solve with me. I truly just want some space to be heard. And then share, share what's going on. Give yourself the grace of this opportunity to hear how you're doing. Sometimes you don't even need to put words to it either. Sometimes it's simply massive sighs or 
it's crying or it's working out at the gym using a punching bag. You want to get it out of you. And sometimes it can look emotional. Sometimes it's using words and sometimes it's simply movement of the body to help yourself with this. So that's the first thing I'd offer to you. Once you've given yourself that opportunity and you'll know when you've given yourself the opportunity because it'll start to feel worse before it feels better because you're letting yourself go into the pain of the emotional response you're having. So it'll feel a little worse and then it'll get better because that's part of the the release process and it might not get better right away. But the first step is acknowledging where you're at. And so once you've done that and you've let yourself have your emotional response, the next thing I want you to realize and focus on is don't make the fact that you didn't get that job mean there's anything wrong with you. I know this sounds very cliche and like obvious maybe even, oh, See, there's nothing wrong with you that you didn't get this job, but our brain doesn't always think that way. Our brain will often try to tell us, what did we do wrong? Why weren't we right? What wasn't good enough in us that led them not to see us? What did the other people have that I didn't have that's missing from me? And we do want to assess our performance, but we don't want to do it just yet because first we need to acknowledge there is nothing wrong with you. Who you are as a person is beautifully whole, complete as you are now. You don't need to be any different. You don't need to be any quote unquote better because there is no better. There's just different versions of you and we assess whether it seems better or not. But who's to say? So own that you as you are, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You aren't to blame. I also want to share with this, the company doesn't need to be blamed either. And this is what I see happening with people. And it's often, especially if they haven't first had their emotional release yet, but they go to straight to blame and they try to figure out, am I the problem or are they the problem? Is the hiring manager the problem? Is the company the problem? Is that recruiter the problem? Or am I the problem? And they try to figure out who to blame, who the villain is, who's the reason behind this outcome. And I understand why we want to do that because we want to know what happened. And because we didn't get the thing we wanted, we think it means something went wrong. So we try to find somebody to blame. But There's a difference between accountability and blame. There's a difference between owning how you showed up and what worked and what didn't and blaming yourself and beating down on yourself and telling yourself, you know what? I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do this. This just isn't my skill set. I can't do this. They were right to see this in me. What am I not seeing that I'm doing wrong? What is wrong with them? Why can't they see me? How how dare they? And and we go back and forth between villainizing them and villainizing ourselves by becoming our own villain, becoming our own enemy. So first, I want you, after you release those emotions, to realize you don't need to make this mean that you're incomplete or not whole or that this is alluding to some great underarching flaw that you maybe thought was always there and now it's come to the surface because you didn't get that job. You are not flawed. 
you as a person are not flawed. There's nothing wrong with you. You're the way you are for whatever reasons, and you don't need to make it bad or wrong. So when we do this, then you'll know you're there. You know you're in this space of not making you wrong or the bad person or the company the bad person. You'll know you're in that space when you feel a sense of openness about what happened, when you have a sense of true curiosity. You're truly wondering what happened, not to try to diagnose and assess for the point of figuring out who to blame, but truly because you're wondering, okay, what happened there? So you'll know when you've hit this spot of not making it mean you're wrong or they're wrong, when you have that sense of gentle curiosity within. This also means that you're going to show up as your own advocate when you're assessing what happened. And that's our next step here. So you've released the emotions. You have made it mean nothing's wrong with you. And now we're going to assess what happened. And I actually really like to do this with my clients right after they've gotten an interview because I think sometimes if we rate to assess what happened until after we hear the outcome, we end up making the outcome the the determinant of if it was good or bad. If we interview for a job and we don't really think about it until we find out if we got the job or not, then we'll use the outcome of whether or not we got the job or not to determine if we did a good job. And what I like you to do is to realize there's there are things that are out of our control. And whether or not you get the job doesn't always have anything to do with your interview performance. Something else might have happened where the position's no longer available or they had to hire in-house for certain uh, reasons or somebody else came with a different skill set that they realized was a better match. It doesn't mean you did badly in the interview. It just means you weren't the fit they were looking for. It doesn't mean that you should have portrayed yourself any differently. It just means it wasn't the fit. It wasn't wasn't the uh, puzzle piece that they wanted to complete their puzzle with. It wasn't what they were after. So I like it when people will assess how things went right after the interview. And and for anyone listening, if if you're not currently in a, a job search type of place, this still applies when it comes to proposing new ideas to your boss or to clients as project that you are suggesting that they undergo or as a salesperson offering a new service or something like that. This can still work. You want to assess how it went before you hear the outcome because I find that you are in a much cleaner space because you don't have the outcome tainting the way that you see what happens. Because even if you do get the job, you still, if you assess it from a clean, neutral space, you still might see ways in which you could show up differently or that you want to change how you're responding, how you're communicating that you might miss if you get the job and use that to mean, oh, I did everything perfectly. And so that's why I do invite you to assess how you did before you hear back on whether or not you got the position. But for the sake of this episode, if you haven't already done that and you've already found out that you didn't get the job, now we want to assess, okay, 
thinking back on that interview, remember, you only do this after you've released those emotions and haven't made it mean anything's wrong with you. And you'll know you're in that state because you'll be in a gentle, calm, curious place. So you're in that space. You're going to assess, all right, what worked in how I showed up in that interview? What did I love about it? How, how did I feel like I really excelled here? And write your responses down. And then ask yourself, okay, what allowed me to show up in that way? How was I feeling? How was I thinking? What did I do before I even started the interview that helped set my energy up in that way? Because you want to know why you showed up that way. You don't want to just focus on the behaviors. You want to know the reason behind your behaviors and your actions and how you responded and what you did and did not do. Because that's going to give you the clue to help yourself get in the energy space to again do those things that worked really well the next time you're in an interview or in a conversation with someone. The next thing you want to ask is, okay, is there anything that I would do differently? Is there anything I do differently? If the answer is no, ask yourself why. If the answer is yes, ask yourself what. What would I do differently and why? What and why? And then ask yourself, okay, knowing those things, what would help me to be able to either do those things or stop doing the things I want to stop doing? So I'm I'm wanting to do things differently. What would allow me to do that? How would I need to be thinking? How would I need to feel about this interview? What approach would I want to take? This will help you to see the things that didn't work. And you could even ask yourself that directly. Were there there any pieces that did not work? And it will also help you to see if there are things that maybe did work, but you want to adjust slightly for the next time. And last, I think it can help to ask yourself, what did I learn about what I'm looking for in a job? What did I learn about what I'm looking for in a job? Because guess what? When you are being interviewed, you are also interviewing the company and the people that you're talking with to see if that feels good to you. Does this resonate with you? And I think sometimes we forget that. We get so caught up in the the wanting the job that we forget to ask ourselves, well, why? What about it? What do I like? Are there aspects that I don't really like? So this last question for your assessment of asking, what did you learn about what you're looking for in a job can help you to uncover the things that maybe you thought you wanted that through some of the questions that were asked or responses from the interviewers, maybe you realize you don't want them so strongly, or maybe you're even more strongly convinced about certain aspects that you want to make sure to stress or to have in your next position. So you want to ask yourself that question. Okay, the next step I'd offer to you when you don't get the job, see it as a benefit. And this is why I put this step kind of farther down, (laughs) because if I were to start right out saying, see it as a positive, see it as a good thing for you. It might sound lovely in theory, but it's not going to feel right. That's why the other steps must come first. Once you do the other steps, now you're ready. You're in that energetic space to see it as a benefit. One, you maybe even uncovered some of the ways it's a benefit from your assessment of, of how it went and what you're wanting in the job and your next job. But two, 
because you're in this more open space, you can truly see how it could actually be good that you didn't get the job. So I'd like for you to invite yourself to see this could be the best thing for me. I don't know how. It maybe doesn't feel like that yet. But I can acknowledge that there's a reason this happened and I can use it for me to bring me up to help me get further clarity on what I want and get even more grounded in my beliefs around who I am and what I offer. Or I can use it to tear me down. Which do I want to do? Well, probably build me up. This is a benefit for you. When people don't give you the job, sometimes it's because they are on the inside and see things about the job that you couldn't possibly know by having not been in their shoes. So you couldn't possibly know and they might truly see that it's not the right fit, that you're not the best person for the job. And if somebody else is a better fit for the job, then that means there's another job out there that you're a better fit for too, one that's more closely aligned for you. And even if that doesn't feel true, even if you're thinking, no, I really believe I was the best fit for that job, the fact that you didn't get it means something was off. Something wasn't what it needed to be to get the job. And it doesn't necessarily mean you. It could have been the people interviewing you. Something was off with what they were looking for or how they were approaching it or how they were showing up. Not from a place of of let's blame them for what happened, but from a, okay, they were in a different energetic space than I was in. They didn't see me as the person for this job. That's just what it is. And if that's the case, then you're not the person for the job. How do we know? Because you didn't get the job. If you were meant to get the job, you'd have the job because that's the reality of it. And we don't want to argue with reality. We don't want to play this game where we get mad at the past and start presenting all the things to ourselves about why we should have had something a different way. Because all that does is keep us stuck in the past, keeps us fighting instead of realizing what can we do now. If something didn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out, then that's the reality of it. We don't want to argue with it because even if you do argue with it, even if you were right, if we were to say you're right, yes, it shouldn't have happened that way. What does that do for you? How can you use where you're at now to help you? If you stay in a fight, in a battle, then you're not being fair to yourself. You're not getting to benefit from moving on. And so I invite for you to truly see how is this a benefit? How could this be a benefit? Another way to think about it is I like to think about the results I want as I want this job or better. I want this project or promotion or better. I want this salary or better. So if I don't get what I wanted, I allow myself to have my grievance, but then I also say, okay, something better is coming my way. And if you adopt this mentality, you're not just thinking positive to think positive and ignore how you feel. You're doing it because you create the energetic space 
to actually see new opportunities. Because when you're thinking, okay, this is for me, this is a benefit, your mind hears you say that to yourself. And it goes, oh, well, how is it a benefit? Could that actually be? And it starts to answer that question, whether consciously or not, it starts to create that story because your your mind wants to make sense of the world. And often that means it does not want to be wrong. <laughs> it wants things to fit in their places because it wants to know. The brain is always trying to make things known because then it has an idea of how to respond and how to go about everything. And that's why the unknown is so scary for our brains because it doesn't have any rule book of criteria to use to ascertain how it should respond. So the brain's always looking to make things known. And so if you tell the brain, okay, this is for my benefit, it's going to look for ways to make that true so that the story fits and that it can then create its own rules around why that's the case. And then you can use that for you. And when you do that, you start to approach life from this place you create benefit. You create new opportunities because you put your mind in the space where you see opportunities that are there regardless that you wouldn't have noticed because of how you were approaching your situation. So if you don't get the job, okay, something better is on its way. And this isn't like a well, screw you, position. Something's better's coming for me. Ha ha ha. We we don't mean it in this vindictive place. We mean it as okay. That was not my path. That was perfect result for the organization in the sense of that's just how it happened for them. I wasn't the fit for them. So whatever they got was the benefit for them. This is going to benefit them by not having me in their company in that role at this time, and. It's going to benefit me because now I get to explore another opportunity, another chance. The insights that you gain from not getting the job, from the interview, from the conversations, from the resilience of picking yourself back up and continuing forward, oh, that is to your benefit. Does not feel like it all the time, but help yourself to see how it's possible it could be. And that brings us to the last step I want to share with you, which is simply. Moving on. We don't want to stay stuck in the job we didn't get. There's that saying in relationships oh, so and so was the one that got away. And it sounds so romantic, but it truly bogs you down. And I see this with real estate too. And when I was looking for the first house my husband and I were going to buy together, There was the one that got away. And I told the story in that way so often because there's something that's my brain was thrilled by, by the drama of it all. Like it feels very dramatic and emotionally driven. And I'm a pretty emotionally responsive person. I I appreciate emotion. So I get that there's something romantic about saying it was the job that got away or the house that got away or the person or people that got away, but it doesn't really help you. If they got away, it's because it wasn't going to work. It didn't work. It obviously didn't work because they're not there anymore. That position is no longer available. That house is no longer available. And yeah, perhaps a month later, whoever that company chose to fill that position, 
might not work out and might quit or get fired. And that company might then reach out to you a month later and say, hey, you know what? We've had another opening, a position opened back up. Are you still interested? So it's not to say that that couldn't happen because it truly could. But don't pine around waiting for them to call. Move on. Let yourself see the brilliance that you are, that you bring if the company didn't see it that way or didn't see you as the right fit for their role. That's okay. No harm, no foul. Nothing, nothing's gone wrong. You want to be somewhere where they see you, where you get to be you, where you don't have to feel like you need to apologize for showing up in a certain way, where you don't have to prove who you are and your benefit and value to them over and over. You want that just to be a given. And when you show up in your interviews from that place, and this is what I help my clients do, tap into their soul-filled self-confidence so they know their own power, their own brilliance, their own light, their own strengths and unique aspects that they bring and why they are the fit for that job. If you come from that place, putting it all out on the table, and your name is still not called, you are not the one who gets the position, then you've done everything you can. It was not meant to be. Let's move on. So move on. Something better is out there for you. So if you want help doing this, that's what coaching does. And as I was sharing about putting it all out on the table in your interviews, if you assessed your interview that you did and you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much I could have done better, don't use that to beat yourself down. Don't use that to mean you screwed up and if you had done it differently, you would have gotten the job because it does not matter. What happened, happened. You showed up in that way and you might not know why. And if you do know why, you might not like that it happened, but that's just the way of it. So instead of beating yourself down, feeling bad for how you showed up, feeling ashamed and carrying that with you to the next interview, I invite you to let it go. Let it go. Maybe subconsciously something came up that made you show up in a way you didn't want to, or consciously, maybe you're even aware. It still happened for you. There's still learnings to be had from it. And if you feel like you're in this cycle of not getting called, not getting the promotion, not moving ahead, then there's an energy block happening and we want to work through that. Coaching can help you with this. So join me in my coaching program. One-on-one is where we dive deep into your specific goals, what's happening for you. We work together for six months to transform how you're showing up so you can do your work your way with soul. And in my group coaching program, we work together for one month going deep with each other in a group interactive process so that you can tap into you to that intuition to that voice inside, to hear your own wants, to know what you want, and to show up in that way, voicing your opinion, letting yourself be heard, and being you. That is how we can work together. You can find the links in the show notes, and until then, please know, you didn't get the job. Nothing's gone wrong. So follow these steps, and I'll outline them again right now just to give you that 
executive summary of it. One, let yourself have that emotional response. Two, don't make it mean that you're wrong or they're wrong. There's no need for blame. Three, assess what worked, what didn't, what you maybe would do differently, what you learned from it. Four, see it as a benefit, as something that's working for you. And five, move on. Thank you for listening to our episode today. And if you are ready to dive into your own soul and you want to be connected with soul-filled self-confidence that allows you to fully show up so you can do your work your way with soul, then join me in our group coaching program. It starts in January, but go ahead and enroll now. And the sooner you enroll, the sooner you start getting support. So click the link in the show notes to enroll and I will see you there.